Hey, Tellers. Today we are having a special podcast for Thanksgiving week, and we wanted to do something fun and talk about food and family and Thanksgiving. And so I'm sitting down, me, Keys and I, with the owners of Cousins Cajun Market in Stonewall, and we're going to talk about food, family, Thanksgiving, and just um, and a little bit of their story. So guys, if y'all will introduce yourselves, please. Hello, I'm Matt. I'm Cherie. Okay, guys, so what uh, what brought y'all up here? Um, what's your background? How long have y'all been together? Family dynamics, that kind of thing. Uh, Matt and I were married in August 20, on August 24th, 2002. So we, um, this past August, celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary. Wow. We have two children. Our oldest uh, made 17 this summer, and she's a girl, Avery. And then we have a son, Evan Luke, and he made 14 um, in February, so he is knocking on 15. So getting ready for that driver's license. And yes, he told <laughs> us this this past week that uh, we need to sign him up for driver's ed. So at what this past week was the 17th, so yeah. it's yeah. officially three months until his 15th birthday, so he can take driver's ed. So. Wow. <laughs> so uh, what did y'all do before opening this restaurant, and then kind of what what led you to want to open a restaurant well i worked in oil field for 15 16 years and uh we were just looking for a change something a, a different scenery not necessarily the food industry but just something different and we tried out different things we enjoy cooking we you know we had an rv we, we went camping a lot and stuff like that we always cooked we cooked at home as much as possible cooked with friends so we just we say we, we tried it out you know cooking for others and and see how that how it worked out for us. Mm-hmm. And awesome. I worked uh, as an office manager for audiology group, so in the medical field for 14 years. I never imagined that I would be right here today. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, had a really great job, really good boss, but Matt called me one day and said that he had an idea to open a Cajun meat market in Stonewall, and I didn't say no. And a few days later after thinking about it i told him i said we don't know what we're doing how are we going to open up a cajun meat market and i said if you wanted to open up a machine shop because he was a machinist i would say where are you going to get that much money but okay Mm because you know how to do that and if you wanted to open up a medical practice i would say okay because i know how to do that but we don't know how to do this yeah yeah and he told me that we would learn so y'all just took a big giant leap of faith. A very yeah. big. But together, I love that. Y'all did it together. That's really incredible, yeah. guys. It's beautiful. Uh, so tell us what what do you love about cooking? Like what kind of makes it come, makes it fun to you, that kind of thing? I really <clears throat> enjoy cooking. You know, you can do it with friends and family and it's something you you know, you have you know, from start to finish it might take three or four hours. So that's a lot of time, visiting time and hanging out time, you know, and it all started, my, you know, my family, they all cooked, you know, cooked at camps, mm-hmm. cooked, you know, like I said, cooked when we went camping and just, that's something we do, you know, when, when the first thing we say, well, we, you know, what are we cooking this weekend? <laughs> and we just, I really enjoy cooking and Sheree's starting to enjoy it a little bit more, I think. <laughs> I, I love, um, like, 
I'm a business person, I guess. So I thought about this as like the business aspect, like the books and all that. But that's nothing what I do. I mean, I do that, but that's yeah, a very small part of this job for me. Matt was raised in a family that whenever he says they cook, they cook. That's probably one thing I always tell people I was attracted to Matt's family before I was maybe in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they cook to feed people no matter if there's 10 people coming they still cook say they would have three main courses like mm-hmm. four rotisserie chickens a pot of rice and gravy and a pot of shrimp etouffee or crawfish something you know three really hearty main dishes and sausage bread or boudin just finger food yeah you're not even hungry when it comes time to eat and but at the end of the night the food's all gone. Yeah. People just show up and they just eat and eat and eat and just really in today's society, people say, you know, people don't talk anymore or people don't visit anymore. or They don't have family meals anymore, but in their family, that's never stopped. They, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. Ooh. That is so cool. So you, you grew up around an atmosphere of feeding people and, and everybody was family and fellowship right. and that kind yeah, of thing. They, if you cooked and a Friday night, you know, telling who would show up because friends would show up, family would show up. They knew, you know, at the Gillard house, something was always being cooked and they had plenty of room. So, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what my parents really enjoyed. Yeah. So was there anyone in particular that you remember growing up cooking with that really meant a lot to you? I didn't cook a whole bunch when I was younger because I have two older brothers and they always, you know, mm-hmm. cooked and, you know, if we had the camp, but my grandmother, she cooked every Sunday, and my dad would cook every night. My mom would cook, you know, occasionally. But I never had a chance to cook. You know, I just watched them and watched them. And when I got older, I started cooking more. But I guess I mean, I've, I've started to find why somebody started cooking. I don't, that's not you know, necessarily cooking it for them, but I, I was just around it. You know, everybody I was around cooked, so I just picked it up, and I enjoyed it. I like eating food, of course, and I like just tasting it and trying to make dishes better you know than others it's uh kind of our destiny maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know but um one of the first things that matt and i bought together we had been dating maybe i don't know six or eight months and we bought a pig we went to natchitoches to uh, meet his family for something and his uncle had pigs that he was raising and um we decided to buy one and feed it out to ultimately butcher it and so we did and we uh we named it Jules and we we brought it to the butcher and had it butchered and we had a boucherie and that's where my family came and his family like that's where our families met and we took the whole hog and Matt's grandmother made hog head cheese and um his uncle made cracklings with the pig fat and then after the grease was after the cracklings was done they dropped a whole turkey in the crackling <laughs> grease and of mm-hmm. course we had pork chops and you know everything off yeah. of the pig but um we probably had about 75 or 100 people the and whole hog was probably was, dressed over 100 something pounds yeah. and it we ate it all we did half in a cage of microwave and the other half would just cook pork On chops roast, just whatever yeah. we can think of we mm-hmm. cooked it in I, it was like it wasn't enough, like between my family and her family. And it was just, 
people just kept on. It's an all-day affair, and it, it was great. Fun. Yeah, and now it's yeah. weird just to think, like, that yeah. was part of the beginning of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so, that's so cool. Do you, do you have a favorite dish that you just love to cook? It's, it's your favorite thing. Probably gumbo. Yeah. Yeah, I like cooking gumbo. Your gumbo's good, by the way. Anybody listen? <laughs> How do y'all think food ministers to people more than just physically feeding them? What What can you see that it does for people? It, I believe it brings them together. Like if you, you know, invite, like down south, you invite people over and you, I mean, your neighbors, your friends, just whoever you want. And it turns into like a tradition, you know, that's, you know, that's one thing, you know, you can do that weekend. It just brings them closer, kids closer, Mm -hmm. you know, brings them off the like electronics or whatever's going on right now. And the world kind of gives you a little like relief or like a time out from reality and just sit there and cook and, you know, enjoy whatever, you know, whatever's going on. So I feel it just brings people closer together or or gets people together, maybe not closer together, at least gets them together, you know, because... When you do things, it is it revolves around food. You know, you invite somebody over, you're gonna have food. So that's what I think. Bring people together. Here, I enjoy um, watching. We have a lot of repeat customers, um, people that come here and they're comfortable, and we joke, and um, they bring their friends and tell them, you know, have you tried this and especially during you know these times with covid people have told us you know they feel safe eating here they know that we take care of mm-hmm. our place so there's definitely um the camaraderie that's what i like that's what i enjoy about it is um the people and probably every couple weeks i will tell people our testimony our story because we do feel that this um, business that Cousins was started as part of God's plan for our life because on paper, what we done, it didn't make sense. You know, yeah. we left jobs yeah. of 14 years that were very, very um, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just so y'all left a stable financial environment but you felt God leading you into this and so you, you just did it out of obedience yeah. really. Yeah, we had our same job for almost 15 years. We started two weeks apart. Wow. And we, and we just, we told them, you know, we leaving, you know, in a couple months. Mm-hmm. They're like, what? <laughs> and that, that's it. I mean, we told people what we we're going to do, and people thought we were crazy, I believe. Yeah. Did, did you have anybody in particular try to talk y'all out of it? No one Nobody talks talk, out of it. They just told it's going to be a lot of work. We, uh. We have other friends down south that have businesses similar to this, just bigger. And they just told it's a lot of work. And, you know, we both hard workers, but this is a whole nother type of work. Like it's, mm-hmm. it takes every minute of your time, but, you know, we enjoy doing it. You know, it gets stressful sometimes, but nobody talks out of it, you know, cause it is, it's, it's a good thing, you know, definitely a good thing. That's awesome. Keys, do you have any questions? Yeah, now I'm a I'm a Cali girl, y'all. So I'm just wondering, <laughs> what is the Cajun meat market like? What does that mean? Well, we so down south, Cajun meat markets are on every corner, and mm-hmm. it usually means that they have um, boudin, which is you know a rice and pork meat mixture, 
Um, and it's in a casing. That's initially how it was developed. But now people do all kind of things with boudin. And mm. it's really weird to uh, see how whenever you go from, what I say, the bottom of the boot, which is where we moved from, <laughs> to the top of the boot, which is where we are now, um, how just different the eating cultures are. It's very, very different. And we make steam boudin in the link daily and sometimes you know we have to make sure to pick it up correctly so that we can save it because it doesn't move as fast where up here boudin balls people i mean people tell people and they come from shreveport or all around and they want the boudin balls and they won't even think about eating a link of boudin yeah um and then we um, at this time, we don't smoke any meats, which is just part of something that we don't have, um, we have chosen not to take on yet in our business. Um, but the, our sausage is green, which means it hasn't been cooked yet. Smoke. And people um, that eat it really enjoy it, but they're not familiar with mm-hmm. green sausage. So it's just, it's just different. We also have like specialty meats that we do. Um, everything that we do, everything that we produce here, Matt and I make ourselves. So we make our own boudin, sausage, all of the meat products. And we also um, served like cooked foods. We, Matt makes gumbo. I make a shrimp and corn chowder. And then daily we have plate lunches that we do. Mm which are just like home-cooked meals, rice and gravy or jambalaya. I think the, the, the spices and the products are kind of what makes it like a Cajun market. And mm-hmm. the market is like, could we sell, you know, cooked foods, uncooked, you know, food, raw foods, stuff like that. But it's the way it's prepared. I think what they call it more Cajun and like mm-hmm. the meals we do cook, you know, they more have more spice and more flavor. You know, they're not just bland. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what gives it the the, the Cajun name. Yeah. See, I've never been to a place like that. Like, I want to go now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like that. That's like the local. Like, I would be there like every week. Like, okay, I got to get my, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever my favorite dish is or my favorite meat. That sounds awesome. What? How do you hope that your restaurant impacts people? Like, what what kind of legacy would y'all like to? leave this community well I've, I always share with people um, some very like personal information uh, if they are interested in the fact that you know God brought us here and again it just didn't make sense financially it didn't make sense uh, we had our house down south that did not sell so whenever we moved up here we had two mortgages um, and we had no job. (laughs) So we, uh, we moved here because I wanted the kids to start school with the school year. Mm -hmm. They were in seventh and 10th grade. So they were older and I knew it'd be hard to be a new kid, much less a new kid in the middle of the school year. Mm -hmm. And so we moved here and it was in August and we thought that the store would be ready around the first of the year but the store did not open till the following August. So we had one whole year mm-hmm. um, of didn't know what we were going to do. And we had five months of savings. 
and two house notes. <laughs> so um, we got we decided to go get temp jobs after we got the store plans figured out, and um, they sustained us along with our savings. Um, and our house did eventually sell, which was a huge blessing. But I think just just really sell. I think selling products just selling quality you know good foods and everything that people can actually start inviting people over because you know just you know older people do tend to cook a little more so the new and we it's like we want to it's faster this day and age is faster things happen faster so i feel people don't cook as much because they don't have time to prepare so i figure if we can prepare for them all they have to do is stick it in the oven or put on the stove Mm. in a pot and invite somebody over and throw it on the grill. That's a big, you know, over here, it's a big thing. I think grilling, put it on the grill and let's just hang out. And so if we do, if we, that's the only thing we accomplish is feeding a few people and bringing more people together, you know, I think that that'd be one, a big plus, you know, for me. I think that that's amazing and beautiful and, and what we need because especially I know as a busy mom, there's been several nights where I've had to run up here and get something from y'all because I needed to feed the kids, but I didn't want to just feed them junk. And so I know I can come up here and the food, they they love the food, especially the Mississippi Potros. <laughs> but it is a blessing. And I think that that heart behind it will leave a lasting legacy and blessing in this community. And um, I just, I really appreciate that from both of you. So yeah, so I heard someone say, I heard someone say the other day that you can tell the difference when someone cook is cooking because they have to, and when someone like is cooking because they love it, and like they they put love into it because this is the, what they want, they want to give that to someone else. Like the food just tastes different. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have and to that's... enjoy cooking it. You know, enjoy cooking it and, and having to cook it because you have to feed someone. I I'm, I feel the same way. Things taste better if you enjoy cooking it because you're trying to make it better and better. Yeah. I used to always tell the kids that we were rich with love. Uh, we had an RV, we RV'd as a family for eight years. Not, we had jobs and had a house and everything, but yeah. we did it at least twice a month. Mm. And we had a group of friends that we um, camped with. And that's probably the, the thing that we, you know, we miss the most yeah. because now this is our life. Um, but we, cooked and entertained with our friends and camping and everything and I am thankful that we had those eight years whenever our kids were younger and we did everything together as a family fun things now we do everything together as a family work things (laughs) Um, (laughs) because our our kids are here all the time and I we would camp and people would have big fancy campers and and our daughter said mom you could tell they're rich they're not just rich with love because yeah. they have a, a big, nice camera. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's cheesy and it's, um, and it's really, really challenging to be here every day with your husband and your kids and still keep that mindset. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest challenges is um, for me is to still feel blessed and you know feel love under so much stress and you know if you think that it's hard for a husband and wife to manage your kids 
try a husband and wife managing your kids, a business and employees. Mm -hmm. Like it just brings a whole new, you know, spin and challenge. But definitely I um, have always like tried to spread love. And that's the part of this business that I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it keeps me going because people do come in here happy, Mm -hmm. leave happy, come back and, Um, tell us what their favorite things are mm-hmm. or what they're not. And we enjoy, you know, both of those. And um, mm-hmm. people do come in here and say, what's the best? And whenever we started, we made what we knew. And if it didn't sell or if we didn't get positive feedback from it, we just didn't make it again. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we feel that everything we make is a better product because we just quit making stuff that people don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since this is uh, our Thanksgiving episode, we wanted to ask y'all, do you, what do you think are staples that have to be at the Thanksgiving table on Thanksgiving Day? Definitely a pecan pie. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, you know, a turkey with some uh, type of dressing. And we've, you know, we like to change it up a little bit. So Shreed makes a great crawfish cornbread dressing and a shrimp, you know, cornbread dressing that can, we put in our chickens and chicken breasts and stuff like that. So I'd say a prior turkey, stuffed turkey, a ham and a pecan pie. And that's all I would need. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not a ham lover. Matt's a ham lover. Um, but I'm not also a traditional person. I've done Thanksgivings where I did, like stuffed cabbage rolls or I like the idea of themed Thanksgivings where you do something, you know, Mm non-traditional. I just, I think it's, you know, about being together and being thankful, being, realizing how much we stop in for a moment and realizing how much we have to be thankful for. That's beautiful. So it's almost like, you like to to be a little adventurous, both of you actually. Different. I mean, you open your business, and then yeah. you also like to be adventurous with what you cook and try new things and stuff. So that's yeah. awesome, you guys. I really appreciate y'all sharing your story. Um, yeah, I didn't know most of this, and so it's been a blessing to hear both of you. Keith, do you have anything left before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing to eat that's not from Louisiana? Do you have like a something from somewhere else that you love? Not from. I mean, I like uh, like sushi rolls and stuff like that. <laughs> like cooked Ooh. sushi rolls. I like. I really enjoy that. I will say that since we opened this, it's really really hard for us to go out to eat. Mm. But I will say that we do enjoy other people cooking for us and people take it way too seriously. <laughs> they want to invite us over. They're like, well, what do you, you know, y'all are the cooks. No, like it's okay. You can cook anything. Like yeah. you really can. We didn't go to culinary school. We're not <laughs> professional chefs. You know, you can create something too. Yeah. And before we moved here, we had, about three years before we moved here, we had bought a new home in a neighborhood and I knew my neighbors, um, but I didn't know them really well. So they had young kids and 
one night invited them over and for the kids to play and the ladies to hang out and talk. And um, about halfway through, one kid said, I'm hungry. So I went inside and by the grace of God, I had enough uh, sandwich meat and bread to make sandwiches for everybody. So we did that. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next week I said, well, I'm going to be prepared. So I made a lasagna. Mm-hmm. If you're hungry, we have lasagna. Yeah. And I called it the neighborhood meeting and we continued it for years um the same night same weeknight every week we would all meet up as three families and we'd call the neighborhood meeting and of course we'd post on facebook or having a neighborhood meeting and sometimes it was real simple sometimes we'd order pizza or it'd be real simple or sometimes we'd just cook these make this crawfish crab and shrimp <laughs> concoction and eat it over potatoes and we were it was cheesy and gooey and we were all like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing we ever had. Or sometimes we had um, what we call barbecue spaghetti. Uh-huh. Whenever you barbecue food, it's all the leftovers. So sausage. It doesn't have barbecue sauce yeah, it on doesn't it. have barbecue sauce on it. We don't put barbecue sauce on our food, but chicken, sausage, hamburger, patties, whatever, pork chops, you just dice it all up. <clears throat> And make a spaghetti and put that in it. We uh-huh. call it barbecue spaghetti. And uh-huh. it's actually really, really good. <laughs> so we create that and people would say all the time, I want to move to y'all neighborhood. And I just thought that was so crazy. Like, you can do this too. You can create a neighborhood meeting uh-huh. in your neighborhood. You just cook mm-hmm. or provide food and invite people over and you visit. It's yeah. that simple. <laughs> so awesome. That's so beautiful. Okay. One last question. Do either of y'all have a food that everybody likes, but you hate? I do. <laughs> yeah. Chicken and dumplings. Oh. oh. I've never eaten it because I'm from down south. It's not like a down south meal. Okay. So when we moved up here, people were asking, you know, y'all do y'all gonna do chickens and dumplings? I'm like, no, I don't. I've never cooked it. I've, I've never eaten it. You know, I've eaten it like once or twice. I didn't like the doughy of the, mm-hmm. the biscuit Ooh. or the bread in the sauce. So everybody kept on asking and asking, and then I'm like, well, I guess we got to learn how to cook chickens and dump them. <laughs> so we did it, and, you know, I cooked a small pot for us to just tweak it and make sure it's good before we serve it to anyone. And now we can't, you know, say so when we do cook it, we can't make enough of it. It's good. It's my kids approved. We got it the other day, and they were like, this is good. And they're picky about their chicken and dumplings. That's funny. So chicken and dumplings is not a down south museum. Mm. No, and, and I didn't care for it. And now, I, for some reason, I guess because I, I cooked and I put, you know, a spin on it that I like, you know, just, I guess, seasoning or the way it's cooked or just anything to make it taste better. I can eat it. You know, I still don't like the, the doughy biscuit, but I can still I can eat it now because I have to try or everything I cook. I, it's, I, I can't serve anything that I don't at least try it. You and, know, I'm every, and it's every everything, like every day, you know, whatever I cook. I'll try it before I serve it because mm-hmm. I just want to make sure the spice is there. Or and I don't, the, I don't taste anything. Yeah, I just cook it. Yeah, and we'll, that's fine. I don't like tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt and Cherie, we thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Y'all story was amazing, and we hope that y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for y'all having also. us. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Nice to meet you guys. Nice Good to meet you. you.